This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. A reminder of the daily poll. What is the best low-cost holiday gift? Is it baked goods? Is it a card? Crafts? You can get engaged on the poll at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. Chime in with emails, feedback at ami.ca, or pick up the phone and give the show a ring, one 866 509 4545 The reason I ask you the question is because columnist Becky Zarr is getting into the festive spirits and has some tips on holiday and Christmas baking. Becky is an entrepreneur based in Regina. Hey, good morning, Becky. Morning, Dave. Thanks for having me. Becky, this is a great topic, and I want I want your take on the daily poll, although I think there's some self-evidence in what your answer is going to be. <laughs> well, I think those are all lovely options. Um, I do have to say, when my son was little, I loved the, you know, handcrafted goods, but come on, Dave, it's December almost, and um, it's Christmas baking time, and if somebody thinks I'm a good girl and wants to treat me with a little something special... Baked goods are the way to get to my heart. <laughs> so, Becky, I don't know if uh, you want me to be the person giving you those baked goods, though, because uh, <laughs> if I even called myself a beginner, that would be a stretch. I can cook. I cannot bake. Cooking is uh, experimentation. Baking is science. What do you <sighs> think a beginner should do when thinking about making some holiday goodies? Well, you never know, Dave. You might walk away from this segment and thinking, I'm going to make myself a cake. Um, I think honestly is to first thing is try not to get overwhelmed. Um, I used to be a sighted individual and so baking was significantly different. Uh, so I, I really wasn't sure how I was going to get back into it. So easing in with something that's a little less extreme is probably a good way to start. I mean, go to the store and pick up a boxed mix uh, cake. That is probably the easiest thing you can do. Really. There's not a lot of measuring that goes into it. Uh, not a lot of science. You have to chuck in a couple ingredients, like an egg, maybe some butter, stir it around, chuck it in a pan, and put it in the oven. And, oh, I could do that. I mean, you're going to – yeah, you can do it. You can test it the same way as a sighted person with the you know, the poke of the toothpick. So um, you might not be able to see it, but you can definitely feel if there's something stuck to the end of the toothpick. But to get you on track, if you want to do your stuff from scratch, my biggest thing that I recommend is find consistency. And how you're going to do that is with measuring scoops. Those are my go-to babies. Um, And you can find them in any, like a whole variety of accessible colors, shapes. They even have Braille ones. Um, So I have a whole gamut in my supply. Um, So I use those all the time. The other thing that I would highly recommend is getting yourself a scoop. Um, like a cookie scoop or even an ice cream scoop. If you're going to do any type of individual piece baking, that way they're all going to be consistent sizes, which is going to help you out Mm, when it mm. comes to determining if things are done or not. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So instead of maybe relying on the typical measuring cup where you're pouring something in and now you're patting down, you're looking for a line, just go for something, go for something simple. Like, well, I, I never, I never say simple, something more straightforward, like a scoop. 
Totally. Yeah. Then you just touch it with your hand to make sure things are on the top or flush and not, you know, oozing out the top or you are significantly low on your amount. Uh, and you can do the same thing with the measuring spoons too. They have a whole variety of them as well, which are fantastic. Well, what about the mixing side of things? Because certainly you want to make sure everything's mixed in together properly. Yeah. So I back up to cakes again. So my two things that I initially started with um, would be the puff wheat cake and Rice Krispie cake. So let's talk about the Rice Krispie cake first. So it's probably the easiest um, from scratch item that you can make. I think there's literally three ingredients, um, marshmallows, uh, a wad, AKA kind of like a cup, I believe it is of like margarine or butter on top and your rice krispies. And so mm. it can be a little daunting to say like, how am I going to know if this is done or not or whatever, but you chuck the marshmallows and the butter in a microwave bowl in the microwave. And instead of visually look to see if they're like puffing up, you can feel the texture difference. And so use your hands, clean your hands, but use your hands. And then when it's all, you know, puffed up, like it'll almost double in size sometimes, start mixing it. And then once it's kind of mixed together, if you, if it's not entirely mixed, the butter and the um, marshmallows, it's not going to kill the cake. Um, dump it into the Rice Krispies and use your ears. I thought this was ridiculous at first when someone told me this and I was like, mm, yeah, no, I'm a psychic gal. I used to be in that world. I want to use my eyes. My eyes don't work anymore. So use your ears, use your fingers, and you can literally start to hear less and less Rice Krispies individually falling as you begin to stir things and knowing that way that things are mixed properly. Um, and then touch if you need to make sure, right? And make sure, just run your finger along and make sure that there's not um, a ton of your Rice Krispies just sitting there. But you will hear it. I promise you, you'll hear it, especially if you practice over time. And then if you want to try a puff wheat cake, I'd say that would be kind of like step two or three. Um, chuck all of your ingredients, minus the puff wheat, in a microwave safe bowl. Don't even worry about using the cooktop and chuck it in the microwave. And then stir it in like 20 to 30 second increments, pull it out, and then you'll initially hear like a granular sound, which is like the sugar moving around. And as things begin to progress, you'll hear less and less of that. And then you're going to think I'm crazy. I know, but, um, as you're stirring things around every 20 to 30 seconds with that spoon, just take the tip of your finger and dip it into the spoon and you will not a whole spoonful of the liquid, mind you, but you will feel the texture change by feel. Um, and it will go from like a granular feel to like a smooth feel. And as soon as it starts going smooth, maybe chuck it in for an extra 15 seconds or so just to double check and you're good to go. I promise you don't even need any of those, you know, fancy candy thermometers and stuff that complicate things. And it, I mean, you have to get a speaking one and all that kind of jazz, just go by feel and uh, mix it the same way that you did with Rice Krispie by using your ears to hear for the single pieces of the puff wheat um, dropping and you'll be good. I promise it'll be, it'll be lovely. Okay, Becky, you're building my confidence here, and, and I appreciate that. I like that. Three ingredients, do things by feel, uh, maybe get a couple Rice Krispies in my hand here on the side. That sounds good to me. Maybe snack on some leftover marshmallows. But yes. I would still be nervous about making a mistake. Well, what's your advice about people who are maybe a little apprehensive in the kitchen? Yeah, you know what? The reality is, cite it or not, you're going to make mistakes. Um, I get a little bit... Um, overzealous and confident at times, especially when I'm doing Christmas baking. So I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm just ripping through here. I'm doing awesome. And then that's when something monkeys up. 
And it happens. I mean, I'm clearly not a professional chef in any way, shape or form. Um, I just have an interest, uh, a passion for baking and stick to something that you're competent in. And who cares? You keep making the same thing over and over and over again. You're going to tweak it and understand. And the more confident you begin to be with your other senses, um, touch, smell, all that kind of thing, auditory, it's really going to help improve your baking as well. Um, don't jump into, I would say, don't make ginger snaps as your very first, I'm going to step into the kitchen and give us a whirl. <laughs> Leave those for down the road a bit. Um, but you can do them too. I know like visually you tell when a ginger snap is done, when it's got a crackled texture on top. Well, I'm not sticking my finger in the oven um, and feeling for a crackled texture. It's just not happening. But I can, I have learned over time to feel the side of the cookie and its texture changes as it begins to set up and get done. And I can tell 100% of the time, well, I'm going to jinx myself now, Dave. <laughs> like, let's say 97% of the time when my ginger snaps are done with that crackled finish and I mystify the sight of people around me, but it's all about trial and error. And sometimes it works and sometimes it's a flop and you just scrape that and put it in your garbage or recycle or whatever your um, compost bin and uh, move on. Try hey, it again. Give it to Dave. Just give it to Dave. He'll give take it to care Dave. of it. Yeah, he'll, ta he'll take care of it. He'll, I'm, I'm a dumpster over here. I'll take care of that. My 13-year-old son will eat anything yeah. when it comes to baking too. So rejects or not, he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. doesn't matter what it looks like, mom. Sugar, carbs, that'll do. It'll do the trick that's sugar right. carbs candy let's go uh becky let's do it I, I like that you've offered up a couple pretty simple recipes here in regards to what people can do pretty easy to keep track of a couple steps but as you do maybe try to endeavor into that ginger snap world or something that's a little bit more complex what's your approach to keeping track on a recipe yeah so i used to try to push through and act in the sighted world and write things in giant um sharpie and uh zoom in on my phone to me, it all began, it began to become ridiculous and not work at all. So I got my lovely son who's 13 now. He was probably around 10 at the time when I pivoted to this direction. And he read out just on my phone. So I just have a regular iPhone, went into, um, what is it? Notes or something, not notes, um, uh, the voice, vo memos. The, the voice memo. Yeah. Yes. And he auditorily recorded each of my recipes and labeled them for me and created a folder because he's 13 and is tacky, right? Um, and now I get the pleasure of listening to his voice at the age of 10 forever, um, reading my recipes. And I can pause them. I can rewind them. I can share them with a friend. And it's just, it's amazing. It's so much easier. So I would totally recommend doing that. Give it a try. And, um, and if you want to try a, a you know, you don't have somebody to record it for you and want to try a recipe, just let me know. I'll share one of mine with you. Yeah, voice memo is such a wonderful tool. It's not called that on my Samsung phone, but same concept, right? right? Record these little audio totally. files. They're there. They're great reminders. It's almost as good as a personal assistant. Almost as good as a personal assistant, Becky. Almost. <laughs> has a cuter little voice. De well, yeah, definitely <laughs> a cuter little voice. So I know when Bennett's involved. Uh, Becky, one last question on the way out the door. Let's say you were you to bet. send out some beautiful Christmas goodies. What's your favorite one to send out? Uh, if it turns out right, I like to send out fudge. Um, oh, fudge yeah. is like, it's a, it's a bit of a challenge for me. I sometimes goof it up and I've collected a variety of recipes over the years. Um, some work a little bit better than others, but I, I love fudge. I have to say, yeah.
Good answer. It doesn't last long in my house, though, Dave. Like, my, between my husband, my son, and myself, and it's not even December, I'm going to have to do Christmas baking a couple of times. I've yeah. done it once already, and uh, it's not it's gone. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going full family feud on this one. Good answer. Good answer, Becky. Thank you. Good thank answer. You. Good answer. <laughs> Becky, thank you for this. Have a great day. I, I, I think you this bet. is the last time we're chatting between now and Christmas, so all the best to you yes. and the family. Thank you. You take care and enjoy your holiday season. Thank you so much. Happy baking. Happy baking. I'll try. I promise. If I try something, I'll tag you on Facebook. Yes, do it. (laughs) That's entrepreneur Becky Zarr talking to you from Regina, Saskatchewan. And a reminder all about the daily poll on this topic. What's the best low-cost holiday gift? Baked goods, card crafts. You can get involved at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. You can also chime in via email, feedback at ami.ca, or via the telephone, 1-866-509-4545. Coming up after the break, there's a new study about the long-term impacts of playing soccer. So Alex Smythe will share that report and then bring it to the round table with Nazreen, Ramya, and myself. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hadjar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.